Welcome to the Classroom Brew Podcast. Grab a beer and take your seats. Let's talk education. And the landlord was a weirdo. Wait, this was and I was saying he wait he said that the apartment was built. No, in I, I or googled you? the address because we were just freaked out about the house the whole year. Like I googled the address and on Zillow it popped up that the date that it was built was 1900. Okay, <laughs> that's probably accurate, right? Yeah, it, and it, it it's you would believe it when you walked in the house because it was just weird and there was a big ass hole in the wall and there were did you make that hole? Mice? Or? Nope, nope. That's how it came. There were mice. Uh, when we first moved in, everything was dirty to the point where like, you can't, you can't like clean it. Like when you clean, it's not going to change anything. Like the house is, is fucked. Like it's too old. <laughs> like people yeah. shouldn't be living there. Um, and yeah, and our landlord was kind of just like sketchy, super sketchy. I feel like Iowa city landlords are like that. Yeah. They just naturally are. Which like kind of makes sense that. I mean, it it doesn't make sense why people give so much uh, shit towards the apartment companies, apartment like the property companies, right? Because then you don't have to worry about anything super sketchy or weird. You know, you can just be well. like, okay, well, this company kind of sucks, but <laughs> like, I don't have to deal with like one sketchy landlord that you know might kill me or something. Well, like apartments down. I never had them, but apartments downtown. I heard they were complete shit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was bad. I, I had them once, and then I had apartments near campus which i think is this i think it's a monopoly dude i think they're all one company secretly i think i had campus view campus like view is one of the nicer ones yeah, I think. They, yeah he was a good uh property manager he only had like three or four buildings but he did a good job okay cool so that's more like having a landlord yeah let's do it <laughs> all right welcome back to classroom and brew this is episode 30 if you haven't already please make sure you rate and review in itunes the podcast app uh, iHeartRadio, anywhere that you can find our podcast. If you rate and review, that really helps us out. So if you hadn't, pause it, do it right now. Thank you. <laughs> so this week, I've got my buddy Francois on. Thank you for being on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So it's been, we, we went to uh, get some like tacos. or You got, I don't even know oh. what you ordered, man. What the hell was that? But <laughs> It was a toast, tostada? Tostada. That's it. on the menu. It's a tostada. And in my head, I thought... It was something completely different, but it was just two big ass pieces of bread with cheese and green peppers, and red peppers on it. <laughs> You're, you took the leftovers, but uh, you can have them. Oh man, I don't know. It, it looked too hefty for me. But you you took it and you're like, why did I take this? Yeah, it was not what I was going for at all. I, I just wanted some. I should have just got the tacos, man. I I have a weird. Th- I should have just ordered what you ordered, but I have a weird thing with like not ordering the same thing. As the person I'm eating with, I, get that. I don't know. I get is that, that normal? I feel oh like yeah, okay. I do that sometimes. Yeah. I'm all well. Katie's also vegetarian now, so I definitely nice. don't order the same thing. So yeah, okay. Shout out to Katie for being vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to do this uh, vegetarian thing uh, on and off, and I did it for two months straight. Two. That's pretty good, man. I think that's a isn't that a milestone or something like to be proud of? I mean, <laughs> vegetarians wouldn't say so, but I would say so. <laughs> No, she just, uh, she started off as a, a vegan because she saw What the Health, the documentary. That's what I want to see. I want to see don't, What the Health. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> oh, man. I went vegan, quote unquote. I knew I was going to give up on it. I went <laughs> vegan for about a day. 
after I watched it. Wow. Yeah. They really try to hook you. They like say like, oh, there's carcinogens and yeah. if you have eggs, you're basically having eight cigarettes every day. And it's okay. like, what? But I can't they, do that. They loop you in. They're like, yeah. it cures diseases if you go vegan and you're okay, healthier. This, see, and this might be true though. I don't know. Maybe I'm- maybe It's I'm, possible. Like, undoubtedly, undoubtedly, the things that we eat lead to certain problems, but yeah. they were also like- like there was one person that they might as well have been like this person couldn't see and then they went vegan and now okay. they have like was it that crazy because I I heard like really good re- reviews about or they was a really good I it, mean it was just one, obviously one of those that they, they that you you watch and then you uh, you don't want to eat meat but so that's you know but they I heard it was not you know it was not too I don't know crazy yeah, I mean I got pretty caught up in it because I didn't know. Like, I thought, like, oh, this is a documentary. It's 100% truth. They also looped me in, because at the end, they're like, these guys are stronger, and they're super jacked now because they mm-hmm. went vegan. And I was like, oh, that's that's what got me. Um, <laughs> I think, because they're just trying to loop you in. They yeah. just, they pull on they're help and do diseases everything. and fitness, and yeah, they're okay. bound to get everybody. Yeah, okay, and then uh, the other thing was, so I did this in two, for two months while I was at Iowa, and I, honestly, I did feel, I was vegetarian. I can't do vegan. Um, and then Nobody I just can. don't think I can. I'm sorry. Shout She's, out to all the vegans. Yeah, I felt better, but I just, I wanted to eat chicken the whole time. Like it wasn't <laughs> like a painful, like, like I was going to give up any moment, but after I had proved myself that I could eat, you know, I could be a vegetarian. I just kind of like, it's like, ah, I'll just have some chicken. I, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> I've been good. I'm going to reward myself yeah. with some chicken. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's what it was. Um, I think that's the one thing yeah. Katie said she doesn't miss. She's like, I chicken. thought I was going to miss meat. Uh-huh. But she said she's like good. Like I don't I, think she's gonna go back. Don't, yeah, don't be surprised if you if you hear that I'm vegetarian again because I <laughs> it's on and off like something I want to do. I don't know. It sounds weird. Yeah, but, you're like um, yeah. like a commuter vegetarian. Every so often <laughs> you you give up meat and then by Christmas time you're back on like ham and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but don't you can't take eggs away. You can't take eggs away. That's well, you're good you with you're good with eggs, right? If you're vegetarian. Katie yeah, has yeah, eggs. yeah, yeah, okay. but that's yeah. What I'm saying. As a as a vegan, that I can't imagine taking it. And, oh yeah. yeah, here's the other thing that happened when I was vegetarian. Um, uh, I, I, in my mind, I or maybe like I subconsciously decided that fish was okay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> because I, I that's that's not, that's not okay. That's not being a vegetarian. But um, I was just feeling you get a weird two uh, thirty p.m. feeling like where you're tired as hell when you go ve- vegetarian for a while. That just hit me like crazy i was super tired and i found out later that's because i wasn't getting enough like vitamin b3 oh and great. stuff yeah, yeah so like true that's you to, what you take the tablet you take you the, the supplement yeah and i was not it's too much work so it's too yeah. much work i'd yeah. rather be unhealthy <laughs> it's less work all around <laughs> um yeah so you were saying you, you went vegetarian at iowa so that's actually where we met yeah I was working in a psych hospital, as people that listen to this podcast from the beginning might know. I think I vaguely remember your first day, but like, so really? how did you, how did you start? Like, why'd you go to Iowa? Oh man. What led you there? And then what do you remember about your first day? You, you volunteered and then you got hired, but what do you remember yeah, about your first you. day? Thank you, by the way. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think I got hired like in a big part due to you, like, I don't know, just recommending me or something. I think you came up to me one day and talked about it too. There were, we, they asked for our input a lot. Awesome. Um, and I, I was kind of the unofficial supervisor of you guys. Yeah. Um, once you got hired and I think that kind of, they kind of knew like, this is someone that he's willing to train on the job. So that's probably what yeah. it was, but yeah, no, it, I didn't do it just because, um, there right. was merit to it. So, 
Sweet. But how did you, so what made you decide University of Iowa oh, and then man, what led okay. you to working in a, a psych unit eventually? So in high school, junior year, I was like, I mean, that's the year that everyone starts freaking out collectively about college, right? Yeah. And yeah. so I just was just, you know, trying to figure out where I want to go. And one of my really good friends was looking at Iowa and I just looked at some, I, she showed me some pictures and it looked really awesome. Oh, this is actually a great question, man, because it's going to lead to some good, <laughs> cool things. But um, now, uh, is this like a like a romantic friend or like no. a friend? Okay, no, right. yeah, just Had a regular it. friend. Yeah, All really, right. really, really cool friend of mine. Uh, still friends, but um, so on. So, so with that, I I didn't have very many college choices either. I like I know a lot of people have like a bunch of college choices in in while they're in high school, right? I mean, you usually have like I don't know, like six or seven or whatever. But I just had like I. I don't know. I was I was a heavy procrastinator in high school, <laughs> and so I I basically very odd couple of choices, but I had it down to Loyola University, <laughs> okay, which is like a private college in Chicago that is super expensive, as right. you know, and uh, University of Iowa or Oakton Community College, which is right you know there at home. Um, and then I had a teacher. Wow, this is great for the podcast, man. <laughs> it's it's all it's all related, right? It all ties in. I didn't think about this teacher. Um I had a teacher, her name was Miss McNeil. Um she was a running coach, she was a girls run uh track coach and a girls cross country coach, and she was an English teacher as well. And she was definitely one of the coolest, most influential teachers in high school, hands down. She was very pro, she called herself pro-college, like as in she wanted not to help her students be super successful, you know, be successful in high school and the critical thinkers to go just to community college, but she really, she wanted them to go to university, go to a college specifically. And, um, and I knew she just like, I knew she just wanted to, um, to get her students to like venture out and try new things I, like she wanted people to to move away basically that was her goal she wanted people to move away and <laughs> to like, get them as far away from her as possible <laughs> but like you know in a good way just to like just to live on their own and experience sure. life kind of not be the same old you know open your perspective and stuff so be able to mind it i think that's what she was trying to drive home she was real she was very passionate that's the one thing and she went to Loras college in iowa i think that's in iowa okay i'm um, not big i don't know where like people say like oh, i went to this high school and i'm a lot of people yeah. are like oh yeah that's in yeah <laughs> i'm there like i don't know where the hell that is but yeah but i'm, I'm pretty sure that's in iowa and then she met her husband at the university of iowa. so she had a big university of iowa connection basically sure. she set up an official field trip with the high school okay and wow, um, that's that's a bit of a drive for a field trip man yeah so she she set up a, a field trip with the high school that basically was um a drive to the university of iowa and whoever had signed up for like an official um visit day for the university um and signed up for the field trip she drove us to the college yeah uh, wow. it was like in a, her car no it, like... it was a it was a the high school's uh one of the high school's uh suburbans oh but she was the one that actually did. she drove wow. yeah she did the driving it was nine of us Damn. We met at like five thirty in the morning, I think. And okay, so you got there about eight or nine. Got there, yeah. We got oh. there, and we had a we we participate. It's like one of those things that you go with your parents, right? But we went to a visit date with her and eight other students, and it was 
really, really fucking cool now that I think about it that she even like took her time to do that. And it was not like, it was a lot of people, but she, I don't know. She wanted to make an impact and she definitely did. I mean, she, she like left a year, two years later, I think to teach at an American school in in China. So okay. yeah, she's just one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> she, like, she wanted you guys to get out and venture out and then yeah. she decided, Oh, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to leave. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think, huh. yeah. So it was really cool. She even, um, she even, uh, as I was considering, like if I should even go to Iowa or not, she even, um, uh, I went to talk to her about it after, after school one day and stayed with me like maybe an hour or an hour and a half after school. And we called the, um, admissions office or financial aid office together and tried to figure out like what kind of like, I don't know, uh, financial aid opportunities that there are for, you know, me and she even, she helped me get, um, she helped me, uh, like understand, uh, like getting residency in another state so you can pay in state tuition. Oh, you that did that? Helped. Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And that helped a lot. And that's one of the reasons why, actually, I think you were asking about this while we we're eating. I think that's one of the reasons why I was like, like able to afford it a little more because the in-state tuition is stupidly, uh, way better than, uh, did you do that your first, like when did you, I, so you had to drop part time. Yeah. Um, yeah. for those who don't know, if you want to establish residency, you need to work for a full year, right? Mm-hmm. Nine months, something like that. Yeah. And you cannot be a full-time student. You uh, do part-time. Yeah. And then from there, you can actually get in-state tuition instead of out-of-state, which is... Highly recommended. At Iowa, it's probably, what, a quarter of the price? They pay, like, I nothing. still remember it. It was... Um, I mean, they probably changed <laughs> it now, but it was... um. So, in-state is 8400 oh for the whole year. Oh, sorry. It's for the whole year? No. Oh, shoot. Yeah, I think it was for the whole year. Yeah. That makes me yeah, nauseous. Yeah, 8400 for the whole year. Okay. And for the out-of-state student, 26000 That was more than that. It was more? I thought it was in the 40s. They just gave for a lot of out-of-state... They just gave a lot of out-of-state kids, like, a half-ride. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I, th- I thought that was the, if that actual tuition, but maybe not. We'll but still, that. it was a big difference. It was a yeah. huge difference. So... We need oh, a fact-checker on this podcast. <laughs> so that was how I got to... That was how I got to Iowa, and, and you know the actual visit was just. I mean, I think partly because I just didn't have a lot of colleges on my list, but I was just really blown away by the visit. This sounds like an Iowa endorsement, <laughs> endorsement. No. But I mean, really, what it went back to was like the really cool teacher that was just like super passionate about her students, and she understood. Now I feel like I have to talk about my high school because. Not a lot of people had, I guess, the background or, like, family history of people that went to college because our school was super diverse. Okay. I mean, like... So, you're talking, like, people are... They are the first person in their family to even think about going to college. Yes, exactly. No concept of it. Okay. Yeah. And that was why she, like, was so, like, I think driven to do that because... So yeah. are you the first person in your family to have gotten their yeah. college degree? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah, that's true. Congratulations, yeah. man. That's nice. <laughs> you're the first. Yeah. Right now it doesn't feel like anything special because I'm still, you know, trying to figure out my nursing thing. But yeah, um, it was really cool. But yeah, that's an yeah, accomplishment so. though, especially because yeah. you're, you're like the trailblazer in your family. Do you have siblings yeah. or? Yeah, I have two uh, younger brothers and okay. I've always, I felt like, the trailblazer for them too yeah, specifically. That's absolutely. actually one of the reasons, well, that's one of the things she brought up was that 
by doing this, you'll be like kind of like you're setting setting the path. Um, so yeah. yeah, you're setting the norm now for them. Yeah. College lingo and like financial aid, if they need to do that, that's going to be oh, part of their man. vocabulary. Whereas Dude. for you, you you had to learn about it first. I yeah, I did. I it, it was it was a lot. It was a lot, and I made some dumb mistakes like taking out a Parent <laughs> Plus loan. But I did a lot of research, man, about like loans and shit that I shouldn't have to do as a, like, I don't know. I've, I feel like, I don't know, I guess I just, yeah, I, I had to learn a lot just cause my parents are both like, you know, new, like I guess foreign and didn't go to college and yeah. Yeah. So, wow. Sorry. Super long. I, I, I don't remember. But, are, do you have French heritage? You have an, no. you have an in Francois. You have to, yeah, we, we, call, we called you Frenchy. It turned into Frenchy at a certain point. I'll, let me just go back to frenzy. I just feel like it was, <laughs> wasn't it. Like it some was student funny. Made you yes, artwork. And yeah, they there's forgot a student the H. at the psych unit that she was so nice. She was so sweet, and she did really well. And then she made me, and she made like you know, she made a bunch of teachers write some things. But she made yeah. me a. I think she. I, oh yeah, I helped her with math a lot, and she was like, "Thank you for your thank you for the homework help or something." Uh-huh. And then she spelled. So like my nickname is Frenchy because my name is Francois, and then she just typed, she just wrote out Frenzy like without an H, and you and Abby thought that was so funny. <laughs> it's still in Spanish. <laughs> it's never gonna stop. And I thought that was kind of funny too. But I, honestly, <laughs> was this at a bar that we found out and we thought it was funny, or was I don't remember? No, it was at work. What no. do you mean? Yeah, you guys were roasting. So was this at a? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, yeah. I I thought it was funny, but it wasn't like that funny. You know, and you guys kept calling me Frenzy to this day. I mean, like, a, like the year that you had, you know, been gone from the unit, Abby would regularly call me Frenzy. Oh, yeah, now, now like, she wouldn't even bat an eye. She'd be like, oh, yeah, that's fine, Frenzy. And I'm just like, <laughs> You're like shit. Okay, <laughs> okay, whatever. So now you know if Abby listens. I don't know if Abby does listen to this. Does she? Oh, okay. I don't know. She has hi, Abby. <laughs> Now she's gonna know. Oh, he didn't like Francie. Now she's gonna call no, you Francie even not like more. It. Yeah, <laughs> she has to now. I did not like. Just, just yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> so so yeah. uh, with the psych facility, to recap, before I actually got yeah. my undergraduate degree or my master's or my teaching license, I was volunteering and then I got hired in a psych facility, and it was basically an education unit with inside child and adolescent psychiatry. And at a certain yep. point, a couple of volunteers came through the doors and every so often my boss would ask like, hey, who do you think would be good to be the next round of, uh, they're called associates, a pair with less responsibilities, just kind of helping out the kids, teaching helping system. on the unit. Yeah, teach, that's another yeah. good word for yeah. it, yeah. So my experience was I knew Francois as a volunteer, was helpful with kids, things like that. And I said, hey, I think you'd be a good uh, selection. But you obviously have a different perspective because I, I kind of vaguely remember your first day Kind of like a deer in the headlights, not quite. But you like, should tell me because I don't remember at all. I barely do. I don't at all. Like I can't even tell you because I just I felt like I was there for such a long time, so I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, it's first a, day. I I barely remember my first day there. <laughs> yeah, no, I just remember there was there might have been a student that blew up because I remember at a certain point. Oh. this is when you're a volunteer. You had like this deer in the headlights look, but oh, then man. like after like two or three weeks had passed another big blow up happened in front of you and you were like, fine. Like you knew like, all right, I'm going to oh. let him handle this. Like you, you gotten used to it. And I was like, okay, he can adjust after that initial period. But As a blow, blow up, you mean like a student acting out? Being I'm, aggressive or- I'm 99% sure that I did a takedown right in front of you 
dude i don't know within your first or second really? day Pro- probably working yeah, there probably uh, maybe my it's like repressed memories yeah <laughs> just blocked it out uh yeah real quick background was that i i knew i i had signed up to volunteer there because i was pre-med and i just wanted to get some more volunteer experience and i was just kind of i was doing this thing where i would volunteer in one unit of the hospital and make sure to volunteer in a different unit like like uh, the next semester or something just to get as much experience as possible. So I majored in psychology. So I just thought that this would be like perfect and it didn't seem that hard, um, you know, to the the job description. Um, It was kind of like tutoring, you know, and helping students out. So, you know, it was really cool and I signed up for it and I was a little bit worried because (laughs) the, the, I want to say stigma or just what people think about psych units is that everyone's yeah. super crazy and <laughs> yeah, bouncing the off the walls. And that's so messed up because it's not super, it's not always, it's not true. And that was one of the biggest things. That was the biggest like wake up call that I had when I started volunteering there was that, and I still think about this all the time was that these are just regular mm-hmm. kids. Like these are regular ass kids on the surface as far as you can tell, you know, and they're just, they just, they're just like everyone else until, you know, possibly with some of them that you can, I guess, get a little bit deeper and see that they have some issues going on, right. whether that's at home or whatever. So, well, for context, we had in the psych facility, we had anything from situational and chronic depression to yeah. schizophrenia, to severe anxiety, anxiety to yep. Eating disorders. Eating disorders. That was and a big one. it could have been outpatient or inpatient, uh-huh. anywhere from literally 12 hours uh, inpatient stay to months and possibly yeah. like almost a year of inpatient or outpatient care. And the average was like two weeks, I think, right? That was like average. So like, it, it's so sporadic. Yeah. I probably couldn't put a number on it, but it, it varied with, you know, what the diagnosis was, what was going on situationally, yeah. Yeah. family situation, and then of course, how long they're going to be there. But, but anyway, yeah. so... I'm trying to remember everything, but yeah, it's, it's, you kind of hit it on the dot. I mean, I just really enjoyed my time there. I think, uh, I had bonded really, really well with this one kid that it was like in the really early days too. I had bonded really well with this kid. I think his, I think he had a nickname. It was like Zeke or something. And he had just moved from Colorado and the toughest things with the kids that just come in too, is that they, they're just they have, they're super shy too right they there's a bunch of patients that have been there for like maybe a week they all know each other and like this you know these new kids just have to come they're like completely they don't know the teachers they don't know the kids they're just like away and this kid had moved from uh Colorado to Iowa and he was going to start a new school in Iowa or I think he was at the new school in Iowa and he was like in the psych unit as well and he was just like he just felt like a really like a outsider and you know it was tough because you just moved from another state so right well and especially when they get there they give up their phone their possessions for the most part they can't have like a belt or anything like that they have Mm. to make sure that they're safe yeah and then they're put into a room maybe they have a roommate that they don't know who this person is or what's wrong with them they probably have those stigmas going on so it's a lot for this kid that's true yeah even those stigmas exist within the patients right like they yeah like i'm sure they don't want to accept that this is where they are or they think that they shouldn't be here or whatever but oh and there's a million times that they they come in and like i'm not crazy i'm not crazy yeah that's, that's not, not what this what place this is. is yeah but this kid um oh man he had that like he was this white kid that like he had that like he tried to act like dress like super urban you know try to be kind of ghetto and he tried to be tough i think and 
but he was su- he was just a super sweet kid like you could just tell and like, like it's kind of I mean I'm sure that applies to many of the patients that we saw but you know um he came in and I just remember oh I remember someone told me this thing that was like it made so much sense I forgot if it was you or another associate but someone said that like even if I think I told him like I'm freaked out like I don't know what to do or what to say like how am I supposed to help out these kids or whatever you know mm-hmm. or what should I say to them what should I say to this person and someone said that like honestly the like number one thing you should do that takes no effort at all and like it just helps so much is if you just pull up a chair next to them and sit Ooh, at the table that they're at that was, was that you that's the number one advice I gave to everybody <laughs> nice sweet Woo, you remembered yeah thanks man Woo. like that came into play so much I mean yeah I did and uh I had no idea he was you know he's just like trying to be super tough and I had no idea what to do and how to connect to him like but I just pulled up a chair we were like coloring or something with uh, one of the art teachers yeah. Robin and uh and I just pulled up a chair and sat next to him and that was it. We just, we were just coloring and, uh, I struck a conversation with him. One thing led to another and this dude is sitting here telling me his life story. And I like talking to me about what kind of music he was into. And I was like, and I'm just super into music in general. And I had some things to like give him advice on like, dude, why don't you just, you know, make some of your own music. It's so easy. You can make, cause he was into like, he was into rap a lot. And I'm like, you can make, rap beats like so easy now with like all the like yeah like soundcloud rappers i mean everywhere yeah (laughs) great you You contributed that but yeah i mean (laughs) yeah but it was just it was a good it was it was one of my most memorable interactions i wish i could go back and replay it and i think one of the teachers saw that too and was really happy that i connected with him because i think he for the most part seemed uh like he wasn't feeling anything he wasn't trying to do anything so Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was my one that was my one of my earliest best memories for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, and yeah, we had a great staff, man. I mean, I th- I I think I mean, you know, they're a little. It's a lot of turnover at that place, but yeah. Well, the teachers. I mean, I don't know. You'd been there way longer, but I think I was there yeah. for. We had some characters. We had some characters. Did we not? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like <laughs> there's JP. The walk, I mean, you know, might have to bleep him out. I don't know. The walking encyclopedia, I like to call him. I don't know. Yeah, that, yeah he like, was he <laughs> was good at that kind of stuff. Well, because he was special ed, he was a special ed teacher, but he liked to really focus on the history. Yeah, so that yeah, was his thing. That's true. And yeah. okay, he had a skill. He had a. I I believe he had a skill, man. I think he had a skill too. He also had a skill. He would just. I don't know. He he was not intimidated by any. Like he would like he would just get to know someone really well. He'd know a new patient. I think he mm-hmm. was really good with new patients. I don't know if you noticed that or you agree with it, but yeah, I think, I, I think he like found a way to just like make someone feel, uh, not, you know, awkward at all and feel really welcome and just open up. And I was like, wow, I'm really he, jealous. Like he did have a very charismatic, calming way about yeah. him, just his presence and the way that he interacted with people. Yeah. That yeah. is the number one thing though, making sure even if they blow up and the first thing they say is fuck fuck you and you just have to oh shit you just keep your face nice and calm and that really helps because when they see you like they go through a blow up and then it's over and they start to de-stress and they're thinking oh boy here comes whatever's about to happen to me yeah and they see oh this person's still standing in front of me maybe with a smile on or maybe just a blank expression i think that goes a long way that's very true some of the kids and robin actually taught me this too and i saw it from like day one the kids that get angry at you and maybe even violent to a certain extent, mm-hmm. those are the ones you have sometimes the deepest connections with. 
Wow. Sometimes it's hard to reestablish a you know a working relationship <laughs> After with them. After they punch but... you in the face, or <laughs> very rare, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I found that too working in a high school. There's one kid in particular. He had a blow up, I think, yeah. on day four of school. And by day five, when he's like, "Wow, he's still here." Yeah. Now he comes to my room every so often to vent. Like this Damn. is what's going on, and I'm struggling with this, That's and awesome, my parents man. are saying this, and just let him talk and. Try, I try. You got to be careful with giving advice, but you just let him talk and let him yeah. work through it, and it makes a very strong relationship. He yeah. actually just was trying to get into like a fight. There was like a fight that was starting to brew. Uh, it was a, a shit show for like twenty minutes. There were like eight different fires about to happen with like student violence, and wow. he got like redirected out of there. But he starts walking back through a different hallway to get there, and it's just me. And I'm like, oh shit! At a certain point, it's kind of like a. I'm trying to stop him. He's trying to shove me off. And I could tell like, if this was any other staff member, there would be a left or a right hook coming right to the face. But he, he was making Whoa. eye contact with me. And so I knew he had that restraint. Like, okay, this is someone that I don't want to hit yeah. because I can trust them. He's not trying to hurt me. He's trying to prevent me from doing something. And he eventually did stop, even wow. though he, he was shoving me back a little bit. But luckily, he's a sophomore, so he's little. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was saying to Jack, I don't know if I should coach weight training because I, I might lose my strength advantage. Right now, I've got the bo- I've got the drop on all of them. I don't know if I want to uh, diminish that, but yeah, the That's the awesome. ones that have those blow ups and you're still there for them, that kind yeah. of unconditional support, regard, support. Some yeah. people might even go as so far as to say love because there is a, a love for your students. Yeah, that's usually what goes the longest way. Yeah, definitely. I'm. Yeah, that's true because maybe they're used to not that at home you know i mean well if their if their usual response is explosion that's probably being modeled through what they've seen in the past i mean i'm not trying to say this is every single case sure there might be some sort of disposition um, prior to it but if that's all that they've seen and that's how they react then of course the response they're going to get is explosion because they learned it from the person that's going to explode in the first place so if all they see is fire being fought with fire, yeah. the minute they encounter yeah, water, they're like, oh, shit, this is something new. Yeah, man. Maybe I should pay attention. Yeah. And, and like, and this is not every case, and it's psych is so weird. Like, it's so many components and things that led to someone being, you know, with, you know, however they are, you know, their issues. But to be honest, I mean, if we did, like, count, you know, we'd see probably a whole lot of, a majority of the patients that we saw were something related to family right i mean something that their family kind of sucked their parents sucked and they were abused or whatever and it's kind of it's a good it's a good portion of coping issues and family support yeah there were also like the families that yeah there's um so i'm not gonna say the name because i'm too lazy to bleep it in (laughs) post-production but there was that one girl that bull rushed she was trying to get out and i was the only one there and she broke the door yeah yeah good times i was sore for like a week from that one but her family was, I don't want to go too specific, but her family was a different type of yep. culture. Yep. Very nice family, very supportive. But unfortunately, they had, I don't remember the diagnosis, so I don't want to say anything. My, my guess would be something like schizophrenia you say the culture, or something. I, feel like. um, it, it, I don't remember if it was Mennonite or Amish. It was like Amish. Or, like, yeah. Because now yeah. when you say, yeah, I feel like it's. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, be careful. Like, yeah. So she, yeah, so she it's had Amish, this family yeah. with like this um, more. It's not even conservative. So, I mean, Am- 
super conservative, mm-hmm. like almost to the right, almost right. I mean, like <laughs> yeah, I guess. But, oh, but yeah. Well, but yeah, anyways, so, anyways. But yeah, they were whatever. they were such a nice family. They were willing to. Um, yeah, they, they were saw super her almost supportive every day. But you are yeah. right. There are those other families though right. that kids aren't as lucky. They don't have that supportive family mm-hmm. that they're going to stand by them. Which I mean, you should. <laughs> it's your family. Yeah. But like I'm saying, like if it's your kid, typically, yeah, but yeah, yeah. not everyone has the same. Yeah, there, there's a lot going on, but a lot of time there, there is. It's related to those interpersonal relationships. Because yes, yeah. That's honestly the hardest thing that people go through on a day in day out basis. Everything yeah. is some sort of interpersonal relationship. Whether, yeah. whether it's grief or it's an actual confrontation you're having, it's the hardest thing that we do. Cause yeah, people suck. Yeah, <laughs> and like you imagine that, like I mean, y- you know that a lot of psychiatry or mental disorders are are based on genetics right and and predispositions right but like how many could just be prevented by yeah like you said interpersonal relationships and like i think that's one of the things that like really opened my mind towards like wanting to do something in psychiatry Uh, i don't know if it's like something i'm actually going to do but it's definitely a pat my passion is there my um i guess inhibition is the amount of stress that that could lead to and they'd burn out especially yeah right yeah yeah, yeah. two but, professions with a lot of burnout teaching yeah. and, <laughs> and the medical field psych specifically yeah, yeah. um so you kind of talked about it a little bit when you were at one point pre-med that kind of got you into volunteering it led yeah. you to the hospital in terms of your educational path right now mm-hmm What's kind of going on now that you're out of high school? Because you were, you were saying when we were getting um, some food earlier, you kind of, not switched paths, but you realized it a little yeah. bit later and you seemed kind of stressed about it. So like what's... You meant college, right? Uh, getting out of college? I think right, you said out after of high that, yeah. Okay. So like what's kind of been, like what's your what's your plan right now? Like what's kind of going on? What are those stressors that you're yeah. kind of thinking about? So I got my degree in psychology from Iowa and uh, I was pre-med for most of that. But um, towards the end, I was definitely just kind of between doing pre-med or doing pre-PA, physician's assistant, um, because that seemed like a little bit more relaxed to me and uh, still just, you know, as good of a career. But then at the same time, I branched off of that and I was like, I think nursing would be kind of cool too. So at this point, this is like my last year and a half probably at at college i'm just like this is too much i'm like i'm actually thinking that i'm gonna try to apply to like two or three different programs at once and like it was just like too Which, much whichever one i get into that's my route for my entire <laughs> yeah. life yeah it's just like <laughs> it's like looking back i'm just like what was i even doing i mean like i mean it's not uncommon to have two paths or two careers that you're trying to go for but i feel like I mean, I think naturally, like, not having just one set path means that you kind of are unsure about what you want to do in general, right? So, like... Well, you, you, you adjust. Most people... What's yeah. the average time people switch their majors? Yeah. Four or five or yeah. something like that, but... Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm lucky. I'm very lucky because I had worked as a, um, a heart heart monitor technician at a, a hospital and, um, in Iowa City, and I got to spend time more around nurses, and I guess I just started to learn about myself a little bit more and more about the positions of nursing versus doctor and i pretty much realized that nursing is definitely what i want to do because it's just the it, it it's like the perfect mix of like 
understanding and using medicine, but also like the hospitality and like helping people that really comes into play. Not that doctors don't help people or are, you know, you know, hands on, like, you know, talking to people and helping them. But it's just like with nursing, it's like you're there, you're, you're there for them. I I think, uh, I think that's definitely what I want to do. So, um, yeah. So yeah, that's what my mom is a nurse too. She's uh, a nurse and she's a licensed therapist, but um, that was one of her big things when she was deciding the path, um, either for nursing school or med school, it was the emphasis on patient care. Yeah. Because it can't be more hands-on. And the other thing is, I mean, the very obvious thing is the time commitment. I mean, like with being a doctor, and I don't want to prevent anyone or anyone who's listening to this that <laughs> This that is not has a, kids an anti-endorsement. That, yeah, we're all good. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to prevent anyone from like want, not wanting to be a doctor or whatever, but it's like the time commitment was crazy. And that's something you start to realize after the fact as you're you know, getting older in college and starting to think about, is this, I mean, I already was getting tired of like studying a lot as a pre-med trying to get into med school. So like, how am I going to just keep this up for the next, like it's a lot of four school, years man. after college? Yeah. Oh. And, this, and then on top of that is, Oh man, the, uh, the internet researching more about being, it's so funny because I, I remember thinking when I was like, when I was still, this is what I want to do. I want to be a doctor, right? I remember thinking as I was researching more about like what other people thought and, you know, other people that are going down the pre-med route yeah. is like, I would find pe- a lot of people saying, don't do this. <laughs> don't be a doctor. <laughs> yeah, like, like, this is not what you want to do. It's, bulldozing through. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, don't do this. This is uh this takes too much time and it's too much money. Honestly, once you get it, it's not going to be that great even. And I'm just like, what? What do you guys do? Like, what is this? Like, this is supposed to be. I'm supposed to be finding like supportive and like this is a good career. I'm like finding literally the opposite. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. It's it's a good career. It's a great career. But it's just it wasn't set out for me, man. It just wasn't. Yeah. And yeah. yeah so I'm like I'm really happy that I found that. But at the same time, I I feel this weird um, pressure that I shouldn't feel, but it's ingrained into our society that we should be doing something always and right now and so since i'm in between i'm taking my last prerequisites to get into nursing school and then i have to go to nursing school and finish that in uh, one and a half to two years and then i'll be a nurse and by that time i'll be like 24 25 like mid 25 Careful. that's my age 24 <laughs> not that that's like super <laughs> old kid. <laughs> but no, like I, I see what you're saying though it's to see yeah, a lot of people have been on the path that they're going to be in and like they're set and they're maybe already in that career right now. And I just feel like late, like right. super so late. You're still so. in, you're still in the mentality of, I feel like I'm a grade behind, even though there's no grades anymore. Yeah, once yeah. you're out of high school, yeah, but yeah. it's I mean, a tough then, trap to like, I would probably find myself in a similar spot because again, that's what yeah. we have had. We've had ingrained in us since yeah. we were three years old in preschool slash kindergarten, whenever you started that. Yeah. So it makes sense why yeah, you're, you're still true. thinking in terms of, there's those different tracks. And if I'm not doing this right now, I'm falling behind the You're person behind, that's my yeah. age or the person that's younger than me. And okay. Parents, no, two things don't help with that and make <laughs> it worse. Unless they're, you know, you, you have parents that don't help with that. And then you have social media that doesn't help with that. And sometimes you have parents with social media that do not help with that <laughs> at all, man. Like it's, it's so funny because like my mom is addicted to Facebook Okay. I'm yeah. pretty sure, man. She's 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 on it like a lot and 
she like oh man she she's on it she's scrolling and she sees like she used to work in a dentist dental office so she knows someone that has a kid that is like in medical school and uh, i'm just gonna make the story really quick but she saw that she saw a post by her this this um friend uh her friend's daughter that's in medical school and she saw it and she just like she talked to me about she she went to talk to me about it and she showed me it and she's just like yeah i thought about this and i was like oh, what did i do wrong or whatever <laughs> I was just like, what and she like got she said she had gotten emotional about it and it's just like it was a bad mix because it's like she's on social media she you're seeing what other people are doing and you you know you just i don't know you feel like you're behind or whatever so it's just it. yeah it's always yeah. that pressure that's gonna happen but yeah Again, you gotta you gotta go with the timeline that works for you. Exactly. So. Yeah, and it's yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I feel you though. I'd probably be in the same boat as you. But, yeah, but well. and it helps that you know you're on a path. So yeah, yeah. So uh, do you want to use this as an opportunity to do a quick refill, and then we'll we'll recap. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So um, for Francois and I, it's going to be a handful of minutes, depending on how many um, beers we crack open. But for you guys, this is going to be the end of episode thirty. We're going to pick this back up next week but for us again it's in a couple minutes with episode 31 if you haven't already please make sure you rate and review spread the word all those good things again we're in itunes iHeartRadio, stitcher radio i believe we're on like Podknife, all those things that pick up on your your stream elsewhere so check us out there spread the word that helps me out but again rate and review so as soon as you're done listening to this go into the app scroll down five stars give us give us five <laughs> stars but hey no pressure go with whatever you want go with your gut and then write a quick review. So if somebody was like, hey, what's this about? If they didn't know already, tell them. And what you like about it, what you dislike about it, doesn't matter to me. It helps me out. So again, this was episode 30. We'll check you guys out next week for us in a few minutes. And so until next time, class dismissed.